And good evening. It's Sunday evening. It's 7.30 p.m. It's March the 1st, 2020. This is show number 119. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to another exciting uh, edition of the show. Hang on, just give me a second. All right, uh, there we go. Let's try it again. Uh, Good evening. Welcome to uh, show number one nineteen. I am your host, Gomo. Uh, pardon me while I uh, just get adjusted here. You know, I, uh, got, uh, I don't know, man. I've just been busy all day, uh, doing things. Uh, it's really the kind of day that I really didn't want to do anything, but I did something anyhow. And, uh, it's, you know, it's whatever, uh, you know, joining me in the studio tonight, you know, I got my, uh, compadre here slash engineer slash magician. Uh, Crash uh, is sitting next to me, hanging out tonight. Howdy. And uh, we're just, you know, kind of checking things out, you know, uh, doing what we do. And uh, yeah, and so welcome. Uh, Welcome to the show. Uh, You know, it's still winter. It's March the 1st. And uh, we are um, really excited that the sun was out. You know, listen, I was excited that the sun was out today and that uh, I had a good... um, a good adventure out today looking at things uh and then uh wound up you know uh it's no secret that i'm uh a a a, a i love anything uh from the cnmi um and uh most specifically seafood from you know guam rhoda island uh tinian uh saipan all of that and so there's a place down the street, uh, wrapped it up with some, um, some great seafood today from a place called Sid and Linda's here in Jacksonville. And uh, I believe they're from Guam or Saipan, and they have the best seafood in Jacksonville. And so uh, I definitely recommend the flounder sandwich and the uh, hush puppies for sure. And so uh, that's, uh, that was kind of it, you know. It's uh, chilly here in uh, the great state of Florida. But uh, not uh, not uh, too hot and not too cold. Uh, actually, just right. You know, t-shirts and uh, lots of sunshine, and that uh, to me that makes me feel good. What about you? Where are you at? How is your winter coming along? Hopefully, everything's going well for you and things that you have your ear and eye on. 
you know, I've, I know it's been uh, rather mild uh, up up north in the Midwest and the Northeast. But uh, no, actually, I think they had a blizzard or something a day or so ago. But I don't know. Uh, kind of not really watching the news lately with all of the political stuff. And so, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what's been uh, going on. Um, you know, doing uh, kind of doing my thing. You know, one of the things that uh, I wanted to mention is the fact that I got the. Um, you know, it's <laughs> on the, on my Twitter page. I've got the whole. Uh, I got a giant. See how hold, that's actually kind of cool how I'm holding this, man. Um, but uh, I got a seven-foot computer. It's an HP. And a, yeah, right. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's cool. totally cool. I think that's that kind of does the trick, man. It, it's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, he's he's got a uh, his mic on a tripod, but you can fold the legs on the tripod, so like you can hold the mic, or you can hold the tripod as if it were a mic. And um, that's what we're doing. Yeah. It, and it's working out. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you can. You, it's like a mobile mic stand, man. It's a mobile mic. Yeah. You know, I was looking at old technology on um, the internet the other day, and one of the old recording technologies that I was really into when I was a teenager was the um, digital audio tape. It was DAT. That's what they called it. DAT. 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 Digital dat. audio tape. Yeah. yeah. And it was it was supposed to be the digital equivalent replacement of the compact cassette, and it was kind of weird, but it was it was pretty actually pretty good, you know, like musicians and people who made recordings, not specifically podcasts because they weren't a thing back then, but right, yeah, they made shit. I mean, stuff like <laughs> they made <laughs> they made stuff like that, and uh, that's. It's kind of interesting, but uh, yeah, digital audio tape. Uh, you know, a lot's been going on lately. Uh, you know, as I, as I mentioned, I've been trying to stay really clear of the media uh, because it's uh, it's Corona. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've said it every. It, it's yeah, I know it's everywhere. I mean, I I like Corona, uh, the beer. You know what I'm saying, and that's what I think of every time everyone ever says that. Yeah, and it's really just a joke. I yeah, mean, there's really no reason to talk about it. It's it's getting downplayed as it is from official sources apparently, which is really strange. Um, but yeah, it's just an upgraded flu. Yeah, it can kill you, but so so can the normal flu. Oh yeah, that's so. that's a true fact. I mean that that my that is absolutely a true statement. I mean you have more bacteria between here uh, between your front door and the car than you do uh, run the risks of catching this uh, you know this coronavirus that's going uh, you know spreading throughout the the world. And it's no right. surprise with global travel the way it is. Oh yeah, it's extensive. I mean you have people flying back and forth constantly from all countries. Uh, yeah. it's it's inevitable that diseases and bacteria like that develop <clears throat> yeah so um yeah it's you know and the the, the fact the, the whole thing too is that you know i you know i reached out to a friend of mine uh that i that i grew up with and i tried to explain to him i'm like listen you know the whole <laughs> you know really basically the whole you know coronavirus thing is you know just the media sensation 
uh, to, you know, coincide with what's going on these days. And, and I don't want to get, well, too, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I mean perhaps. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's backtack and theorize. Yeah, there's no that reason to really, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't want to yeah. give any conjecture or, or it definitely, I don't no assumptions. No, no. Yeah. And no opinions either. But, you know, I tried to at least perhaps, uh, sort of a what if reasoning uh, with that. And, uh, you know, and this, you know, you're on your phone 30, 40 hours a day. And I'll talk about that in a moment. But, you know, you've got televisions blaring. You've got everywhere you, you look on every device. You, even even in your toilet, you have some kind of screen with the news yeah, going. Yeah, smart mirrors yeah. now, too. If you've seen those little hollow mirrors, they have HUDs on them. I have. I have seen those. And, and there's even uh, smart desks. Uh, no one really talks about it, but Microsoft invented um, a coffee table that had um, basically augmented reality put into it, yeah. as well as like projections and stuff. Not quite the holographic. Yeah, the, yeah, the surface. surface. Yeah. yeah. But um, it, and it, they call it the Surface Tablet now. But <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. they originally did it with a, a, a coffee table. They did, and, and it was there's very video expensive. on YouTube too, and it's really cool. Yeah, they still make yeah. them actually. I think Do it's they? in the third or fourth generation. Yeah, and it's they're yeah. hyper expensive, and I, I you know, they, I believe uh, that that Microsoft markets it towards businesses, and which is cool. Because that's what they've always done traditionally as well, you know, specifically with their new HoloLens going out. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, aren't they sending out beta uh, kits out now? Yeah. I mean, you can actually order the pre-order the HoloLens 2 now. Uh, and okay. um, I'm not too quite sure on the shipping and regulations and all of that. But, I, you know, I was actually uh, head over heels for HoloLens uh, a couple of years ago, if you remember, on one of the shows or... Yeah, yeah, I even wanted to develop for yeah. them at some point. Yeah, and but you know uh, sometimes life gets in the way, and you know that's how uh, things go. And um, you know it's it's uh, you know it, it hasn't left the back of my mind, but it's uh, some certainly um, you know one of those things that uh, maybe I'll get around to. Who knows? But, one day, uh, <laughs> one day, right? Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of over sensationalism uh, happening. And that's that's really why I don't, uh, you know, really believe in the whole politics thing, uh, bringing that up. I, I believe it has no place. Uh, I believe I believe it has no place really uh, other than where it belongs. And so this isn't Typically one of those. Typically it just divides people. Politics is, is really yeah. um, divisive. So. It is, and typically it's always been that way. And I don't want to. I, I don't want. I don't want to. I, I don't feel like my opinion is valued. And e e even if it is, I, I wish to keep that you know value to myself. But you know, right. it's whatever. I try to explain reason. You know, practical, logical reasoning that's actually proved, provable. Uh, to some people, you know, uh, and sometimes it parallels with uh, politics, unfortunately. And so that's where I was backtracking earlier on that, but. <sighs> Jesus. You think we should move on to the news? Yeah, I think we should, but I don't really know what to really talk about, you know. Uh, I have a story that's pretty interesting. Um, I just want to throw it out there. <clears throat> oh, yeah? Is yeah, it an interesting uh, story, or is it something that, you know, uh, you know, every, you know, everybody can pretty much uh, sink their teeth into? Uh, well, it's pretty yeah, much on the internet. Some kind of internet 
Oh, story. I mean, yeah, you can go and look at it. It's on the BBC, but the, the internet. Yeah. yeah. So what's what's popping with the BBC? Well, everyone's face is out there for everyone else to see, <laughs> other than it already being on Facebook, right? So <clears throat> Clearview. Clearview AI. Yeah, there's oh, a, those guys. Yeah, those guys, they ha they have a uh, face-collecting database that's been recently hacked. And it contains more than 3 billion photographs from Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And it's been hacked, supposedly. However, um, the company has told the BBC, BBC News specifically, security is Clearview's top priority. <laughs> and unfortunately, data breaches are a part of life in the 21st century. However, they said that their servers were never accessed and they had patched the flaw to continue and work to strengthen our security. Now, if there was a flaw there, then I'm assuming there was somebody there using that flaw. Well, these are known flaws too, right? These, right. these, are, these are flaws and security vulnerabilities that people are finding that are published. I mean, here's the frightening thing, right? You have these mass amounts of information being stored out there and there, there, are, there are the unknown flaws. There are the the zero days that are, you know, quite accessible uh, anywhere, really. And those are the things that uh, have concern that should be of concern from everybody as whereas, you know, your data is being warehoused. And now, you know, the genie's out of the bottle, you know, having your having your data, you know, your image scraped from every website that you've posted an image on uh, is not surprising when it comes to um, you know these type of companies. Clearview AI, I believe that's uh, the name of the company. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's, you know, data is the new gold and uh, it, it's, it's certainly no, um, no surprise to anybody who, who listens to the, to, to the show here, man, you know, that, uh, er, you know, everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. And, it's such a challenge to actually get to the point to where you need to set up defenses for, you know, companies and individuals in regard to protecting them and what little bit of data and privacy that they have or must I mean, maintain. What does that mean, though? Like putting reflectors on our face and wearing tinfoil hats, too? I mean, well, not necessarily. I mean, I mean, those t those sort of technologies, the invasive types need to be dealt with from um, a level that has more meaning. So for instance, it should be put on a referendum or, 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 or the public and these companies should vote on how to actually adopt these sort of technologies that you know, permeate through, throughout our lives. And so I believe some, you know, I believe that that would be a good place to begin the process of understanding how to um, make sure that the technology isn't being misused as such it is these days. And so not only technology like that, but, you know, everyday technology, people, you know, in companies housing the data and they have no idea how susceptible that they are to hacking and uh, specific um, issues or incident incidents and so take for instance this example and I tweeted about it last week uh, where 
I was just doing a parallel scan on a subnet and I got a hit and the hit was some company in Chicago that did something very important. Now I can't remember what it is now, but these guys were doing some very important stuff and one of their websites hadn't been updated in over a year. And so I reached out to them and I, and I phoned at their office and I, I tried to get a hold of the person in charge and I couldn't. So I got a hold of someone on the switchboard and and so he's like, uh, he answered the phone and I'm saying, you know, I'm like, Hey, I'm trying to get a hold of so-and-so. Uh, he's like, what's this in regards to? And I'm like, well, you know, uh, I'm a, you know, I do uh, security research and, uh, I found out, uh, you know, in my, in the course of my work that your website came up and, uh, you know, I'd like to report that your website is insecure and, right. And they would, and this guy is just baffled. Like, wait a minute, we're getting a call from some guy on the internet that our website's insecure. And, and yeah, and they were baffled as to what my motivation was. And I clearly told him that, you know, uh, this is something that I, th I just thought I would do, right? You know, I'm doing the right thing. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, sorry, I'm getting on a tear, but, you know, it's, that's cool. I felt like doing the right thing and saying, Hey man, you know, you have an unsecure website. Um, take care. If you need to get in touch with me, here's my number, here's my name. And, right. and, uh, you know, it was my good deed. And so I, I think that's what it's, that's what, that's where I'm coming from, man. The, the whole loving, caring, sharing thing, man, I'm still, I'm still down with that. And I really still think it's really a positive thing and it's a good vibe to bring, uh, to people. It's good energy kind of thing, man. Yeah, it really is. Uh, sorry, I'm on a tear. Yeah, it's uh no, do your thing, man. Um Yeah. Let's let's see if I can find a, a news article or something. Uh yeah, maybe maybe there's something we can we can chat about. Uh there's Sputnik which is orbiting the world, uh, apparently. Sputnik. Apparently, yeah, Sputnik's orbiting the, uh, the originals. The original Sputnik. Nah, I don't. I don't know. It's just a headline. I think it's just. Uh, let's see. You know, I wouldn't believe everything you see on the internet, man. Oh, of course not. Everything you see online is pretty much the opposite of what it really is. So, anyway, no, that headline is actually about Julian Assange. Apparently, what's going on with Julian Assange? Personally, I have no clue. I haven't been I haven't been paying attention to that case. Um, yeah, it's just it's nothing. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, I think he's trying to find extradition to the United States, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's it. Well, his situation's fairly serious. So, I, yeah. Extremely serious. It, I mean, he's he's in he's in a lot of hot water and. It's interesting to see through some of the depositions that are occurring that um, some some information coming to light. But it's also uh, it's not cool that we're hearing reports that he's being mistreated either. So uh, I don't have an opinion on uh, Julian's uh, guilt or innocence, uh, but he he absolutely absolutely must be treated to be treated humanely. And so uh, hopefully uh, the, the people people uh, in in charge are making sure that he is being uh, treated a lot more humanely. And so I don't like to hear reports about that, man. Um, yeah, uh, just remember, Tank Man survived, guys. Just uh, there's no need for violence. Yeah, Julian should be treated as a human. Yes, and he should. And 
So uh, hopefully uh, the people, uh, the powers that be will make sure that he is treated uh, much more humanely. Uh, and I'd like to hear some progress on that. Oh yeah. Run DMC rock bar. We can talk about uh US and Britain buying more and more oil from Russia. We wanna no. talk no no no. <laughs> talk no. about the Dow plummeting a thousand points. The Dow, the plot the Dow tanked. Again, this that week. was to- that was contributed towards the corona bias. <laughs> Speaking of which, you know, I caught a cold last week. Oh, yeah. Corona. <laughs> I don't know if it was Corona, but I, I sure like, uh, you know, on Tuesday morning, I, you know, I got up and, you know, did my routine and, and, and got to the office. And by the time I got to the office, I had forgotten half my things. And oh, wow. Yeah. I disorientation. All dizzy. That. Yeah. And couldn't couldn't really hold my head up. I uh, did an about face uh, headed out the door and. Oh, definitely coronavirus. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Boy, <laughs> no, watch out. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, t- went to the old Publix, got some tangerine juice. There you go. Some pineapple juice. Fight it uh, out, kick it out of the system. Yeah, man, you yeah. know, uh, got some rest and uh, been swigging on it, still swigging on it uh, even this evening. So that's Winch juice fact. is great for the, uh, the immune system and for the body in general. So. It is good. It, I, enjoy, I enjoy it. It's, it's got a great, uh, you know, citrusy taste. You know. Now, <laughs> from yeah, from what I understand, you don't uh, drink cranberry juice at all, do you? I do not like cranberry juice. Now, why is that? Just the tartness? No. So when I was a kid, right, my mom would uh, like. I got kidney infections a lot when I was a kid because I always drank tea. You know, oh, growing up, you right. know, in the south. Okay. And so I drink a gallon of tea a day. It was just sweet ridiculous. tea. Sweet tea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two cups of sugar in each gallon, right? Oh, so of course. Um, but uh, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, cranberry juice. Cranberry juice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cranberry juice. You know, it's uh, so I'd get kidney infections all the time, and. My mom would make me um, drink cranberry juice to fight the kidney infections. And so it was just like, drink cranberry juice. And I'd have to drink cranberry juice for days and weeks, right? And just cranberry juice and water. And so as a little kid, you know, as a as a chubby little kid, you know, it was always, you know, I wanted cookies and the good stuff. And I had to. Yeah, as all kids do. Yeah, right? Yeah. And so... But it, it was, it was uh, not much later, though, however, from uh, my first episode... With cranberry juice that I was able to break into the freezer with a butter knife. And get oh, wow. Clever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, my mom and dad would keep, um, uh, they would keep donuts. They'd buy, they'd, they had, they had a, one of those deep chest freezers full of uh, glazed donuts. Ooh. And yeah, and they, they would put them under lock and key, right? Because they know I would go in there and just fill up <laughs> until I'd be sick. And so I don't blame you. Figured out I'd how to do I'd probably do the same around. thing. <laughs> Uh, check this out. A uh, hacker creates a new device that can unlock any luxury car. Uh, the hacker named the device Keyless Repeater, 
which he actually sells for $9,000 and then demonstrated how it works in a video which he recently released. Uh, a hacker named Evan Connect has developed a device which helps users break into any luxury car that uses a wireless key fob system. He named the device Keyless Repeater, which he sells for $9,000 and demonstrated... Oh, wow. Yeah, and demonstrated that how it works in a video which he released recently. The video shows him approaching an unattended car which belongs to his friend who gave him permission to use it and using the small handheld device with an antenna to unlock the driver's side door of the car and start the engine. Uh, in the video, he admits there is no guarantee as to how his customers might use the device. Uh, of course, he said in an interview that his device works on all luxury cars except those that will use frequencies between 22 and 40 kilohertz, such as Mercedes, Audi, Porsche, Bentley, and Rolls-Royce models released after 2014. Uh, additionally, he went on to mention that uh, the upgraded version of the same for $12,000, which can unlock any car that uses a wireless fob system. So, you know, for three grand more, you can get the, the, the good fob. Uh, and honestly, uh, he went on to say, honestly, honestly, I can tell, <laughs> honestly, honestly, I can tell you that I have not stolen a car with the technology. It's very easy to do, but the way I see it, why would I get my hands dirty when I can make money just selling the tools to other people? Right. He said, uh, yeah, I kind of agree there. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Kemkar, a security expert, um, uh, said that the keyless repeater technology is commonly known in the field. Um, you know, and so that's interesting because I believe every car nowadays is a wireless key fob type of thing. So that's, I believe most modern cars, if not all are, yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely interesting. You know, one other thing that's interesting, you know, when I was a kid, uh, I'm still sniffling, but you know. Tell you well, you're getting better. I'm getting, you know, I've got my ups and downs. I have my ups and downs, man. You know? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, hey, I want to cycle back, but before I forget about it, you know, I've got the the um, the big machine, uh, and um, we've got the so we've got the big machine here at the camp, and uh, so yeah, uh, we, we're here. Uh, got the big machine. Got the uh, we had a, we had someone donate. I actually uh, donate some Cisco APs, and so uh, those those are uh, been reflashed, and so now we have connectivity for Project X. Um, <laughs> I'll keep everybody dated, yeah, up to date. But uh, if you're if you know my Twitter, you'll see the uh, you'll see pictures of it already. So check that out uh, if, you, if you can find it. It's kind of cool. Still working on it moving slowly in all directions uh you know dude do you so you have do you have you ever heard of the uh max headroom incident i have i actually really like the uh max headroom incident the max headroom incident yeah i think it's really cool <laughs> the max headroom incident so let me yeah. see here max head room incidents okay Uh, you know, so what I'm talking about is the Max Headroom signal hijacking. Uh, weeding, 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 reading from Wikipedia. On the evening of November 22nd, 1987, 
two television stations in Chicago, uh, Illinois, in the United States, of course, had their broadcast signals hijacked in an, in an act described as video piracy, featuring an unknown person wearing a Max Headroom mask and costume. Uh, the first signal intrusion took place during the sportscast on the 9 p.m. news on WGN and lasted 28 seconds. Two hours later, a broadcast of Doctor Who on PBS affiliate WTTW was interrupted for 90 seconds. An audio of a distorted voice in the second broadcast made references to WGN sportscaster Chuck Swarsky and WGN TV's call letters. Uh, so it's been over 30 years following the incident, and of course the identity of the hijackers have remained unknown. Uh, it's definitely a true story. It definitely happened, uh, and it was it was quite interesting. Um, and that's that's something that's called broadcast signal intrusion. And basically a broadcast signal intrusion is the hijacking of broadcast signals of radio, television stations, cable, you know, stuff like that. Uh, even right. satellite signals. And uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is, you know, the, the Elon Musk thing. I know I didn't mean to bring it up, but I did. Oh, that's all right. He's doing the whole, he's uploading or he's, you know, he's, we're, he's supposed to have like 3,000, 30,000 satellites in orbit delivering internet. And, you know, it's no secret that satellite systems can be manipulated. And, it, and, and if some someone has the chops to break into you know uh something like wgn back in 1987 you can only imagine that uh it's it's quite possible now to do the same thing with a satellite if not back then as well oh i agree especially if somebody's well funded you know well funded right and so uh, and you really don't even have to be well-funded. I think it's it's the matter of how clever you can be. And the amount of determination by an individual, yeah, or even a group, yeah. Right. So usually what, you know, now that you have digital signal, digital signaling uh, and digital uplinks, uh, finding the ground transmission uh, is relatively uh, easy, right? Uh, but uh, there's nothing that says that that transmitter can't be reflected, uh, several times on the ground, uh, and so uh, it, it it would almost be sort of impossible, uh, especially if one of those reflectors were in the middle of the ocean or something like that. So, right. uh, or, or even a high atmosphere reflector. So, I mean, these things are not out, th these things aren't science fiction anymore. I mean, any any jackass can launch a a, a, a high altitude balloon. Mm -hmm. to perform a hack like that. And so I'm not trying to give any ideas on how to take a satellite down, but that's where I would start is with a high-altitude balloon and, and work my way up from there. But right. it's totally feasible and totally possible. And so not going in that direction, but going in sort of another direction. Oh, and the direction I wanted to go in was I got my bow thing. I got the bow thing. Oh, yeah, the bow thing. Hang on. How is that? Hang on. Okay. He's, get, he's getting his bow fang. Oh, boy. I know, man. It's like typical nerd stuff. <laughs> yeah, right? You know, I, whenever, I, whenever I'm handling technology, do you, 
If you've ever seen the movie 16 Candles, there's a couple nerds uh, woken up in the middle of the night and uh, it, they, you know, they, they were supposed to get the cameras and all that and they're fumbling. And uh, That's totally how I am. So if you want to know how I, I handle myself in technology, just watch the movie 16 Candles. Uh, and I'm one of the nerds. Uh, with that, but I got the Baofeng in. He's got the Baofeng. I ha- listen, I've got the bow thing and you know what it's in chinese listen <laughs> wait a minute wait, 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 wait. right now i've got the okay so as you can tell it's in chinese so let me turn it off okay now i'm going to turn it on Okay, and uh, yeah, uh, watched a few YouTube uh, videos on how to, uh, I figured out how to set it up. That's the squelch. Wait a minute. Uh, Okay, so. So uh, I'm able to. So what? What is the Baofeng? This is the Baofeng uh, UV5R. It's the UV5R. The and uh, you can Google that. You know. Uh, How sure. far can you transmit and receive though? Around the world. Around the world. Around the world. Oh. Well, uh, and you know, it. These things are. Uh, they're legit ham radios. Yeah. Uh, so I would not advise you to just buy one and uh, just start keying up because you'll you'll get in a little bit of trouble. So yeah. you should uh, seek to get uh, obtain your technician's license and then uh, grab one of these things or a couple of them. They're pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. And so these uh, bow things are really cool. Uh, I thought I'd take advantage and get a few of these, and so I did. And uh, it came uh, right the next day after the show. And uh, I spent a couple days on it, and I got uh, the weather here. Let me... You know, almost time to go surfing. And so you got that. And then you got this cool feature here. Check it out. Yeah, man. FM radio, buddy. (laughs) Wow. Look at that. I bring the party on the Baofeng. So, yeah, that's I got the Baofeng in. And uh, they have really good distance. I mean, from radio to radio, this is the 4-watt model. Uh, and it's real compact. It's really small, and I really dig it. And uh, from so radio to radio, probably about 30 miles. Uh, and then you, of course, you can uh, jump on a repeater and uh, speak with anybody anywhere. Of uh, course. And uh, yeah, it's there. It's really cool. You'll just uh, you'll just uh, dial in that repeater's frequency and uh, request access. Uh, so all kinds of fun stuff with those. You can check it out. It's the Baofeng 
what is it? UV5R. It's the Baofeng UV-5R. And, uh, you know, believe it or not, you can talk to the International Space Station on one of these things, man. And again, I got some photos of it on my Twitter as well. So it's kind of cool. Uh, you know, not getting away from any the, what I wanted to bring up. Uh, and I just wanted to bring up the mention the Baofeng, uh, tell, tell everybody what was going on with that. But one of the things uh, that, so I, I went around looking after the whole, you know, because I wanted to, I wanted to talk about this evening, uh, you know, signal intrusions and all of that. And, um, and so I found ham radio uh, people, you know, because that, you know, I'm a ham radio operator as well. And so, uh, you know, so I was <laughs> looking at some YouTube videos and, oh, ch hey, check it out, Nucleus, jam on it. Oh yeah, it's dope. It's got turbo. It's turbo's day. Check him out. Well, you can't see it. From I can't where. see it from where I'm. But at. turbo is turbo's in the room that's spinning around, and he's dancing. Oh, Always no way. like that, man. Yeah, <laughs> from the movie Breaking. Yeah, yeah. He's now he's dancing on the ceiling. Oh, well, oh yeah, I love that with the broom. No, no, he's like he's spinning on. He's spinning on the, he's doing, he's break dancing on the ceiling. Oh, man. okay. And now he's crawling. All right, so now he's crawling. Ceiling. Oh, wait a minute, the, the music went. So anyhow, uh, <laughs> I, found, I know, right? So anyhow, I found, um, I found this guy in his like creepy AM radio transmissions. And so I listened to him. Let me see. Let me turn the volume. So So enough of that. I was just like, what the hell? So I'm like, okay, you know, this is just, you know, strange radio signals, you know, happening on, on, uh, I don't know. It's just happening. Anyhow, it, you know, I got really into, you know, strange radio signals. I followed that path and I shouldn't have, but I found another one where this guy recorded on 770, 78 kilohertz, and he heard these real strange uh, radio signals. And so this guy really had uh, a real good setup. He had a, um, a, uh, an Icon IC7300 uh, software-driven transceiver. And so uh, it, it was really amazing how he tracked this uh, strange radio signal on the uh, single shortwave band. And so uh, listen, listen to this. simultaneously transmitted 
multiple frequencies, as you can see in the waterfall image that you see there. That's crazy, man. That's that's unreal. Listen to that. I can see it on the waterfall too. Right. Very unusual signal. Hold it. Wow. Yeah. Oh man, that hurts. Like alien technology. thought that was really interesting to see uh, and listen to actually uh, if you want to see more just go to YouTube and type in 7078 KHZ strange radio signals and uh, be the judge for yourself uh, and it's it's quite interesting to see these type of uh, phenomenon is that what you would call it I don't know I don't know I thought I thought it was interesting and I just didn't I didn't want to get too far into it. And lastly, you know, I was going to, I was going to actually, you know, I, I was going to actually talk and share uh, a talk this evening, but we're actually almost running out of time. Uh, we are literally on the cusp of the end of the show. So uh, sadly, we'll have to, you know, we're, we're I'm going to have to lay the, you know, like, you know, we're just, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're going to have to get to the meat and potatoes eventually here. So, oh. Uh, <laughs> One of the things that was interesting was the WCK, wait a minute, it was the WKCRJ, wait, ah, Jesus, it was the WKCR hijacking. Now, the W, the, if you're not familiar with the W, blah, 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 the WKCR hijacking, uh, just take a listen and I'll explain it to you. Uh, yeah. So take a listen and wait a minute, man, these, these, ah, here we go. Uh, so yeah, uh, back in 94, 95, someone hijacked Columbia University's WKCR 89.9 radio signal and proceeded to play some disturbing noises. A voice is heard, which seems to be reading obituaries, including that of Robert Oppenheimer, the father of the atomic bomb. Oppenheimer. 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 What was Oppenheimer? Pretty sure it's Oppenheimer. Uh, anyhow, it's weird as hell. Listen to this.
So that's uh that's what was going on. Isn't that crazy? And so <laughs> Yeah, it was uh it was kinda weird back in the day too, uh, you know, and when I heard it back in the nineties I was completely like, Oh my god, what is that? Yeah, creepy sounding. Oh. It's ice. Oh boy. Take the call. I can't take the call. Oh. Should I take the call? Yeah, talk Let's to ice. Yo. Oh. Oh, I well. Missed him. Oh, well. Okay. Well, ice. that's that's destiny. That is. <laughs> that is destiny. Ice is always a little behind trying to get into the show here, you know? Yeah. Well, um, so. <laughs> yeah, go <laughs> No, man, uh, that was that was kind of it. You know, I found the, the you know, when I was doing a little bit of research uh, on the whole, um, you know, is it feasible thing with satellite hacking? Uh, I, I wanted to um, I wanted to, you know, kind of, you know, do, uh, you know, a little bit of diligence and look around and see what was, was surrounding these type of things. And uh I mean, and so if, if you want to find out more about that incident, it was called the WKCR incident. Uh, and it was, uh, it basically uh, it has its own lore as uh, time has went by. So, you know, be the judge for yourself, I suppose. Uh, my man, uh, that's it. I think we've uh, reached uh, complete... Uh, Peak Epidus Maximus here. You I know. believe so. Is yeah. that even a thing? I don't uh, know. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we can break the glass ceiling. So, yeah, I think we've already done that. But, oh yeah. Uh, all right, man. So, uh, whatever. Uh, I thought we would swing in here and share a couple of cool things with you guys. Uh, be sure to check out the uh, website at hackers.xxx. Uh, you know, smash the contact link if you, in case you want to uh, ping uh, Crash or myself or whatever. You want to just leave a comment. Check out the events page as well. Uh, lots of cool events coming up this summer, this spring, this summer as well. So check that out. And uh, what else do we have out there? Uh, yeah, uh, just wanted to say uh, thank you for subscribing to the uh, to the to the show, to the podcast, whatever we call it. Uh, and thank you for uh, all of your well wishes and thoughts as well, um, my man. Anything uh, you want to get off the ground before we bounce out? Uh, just be good. Yeah, same here. You know, uh, be good and uh, just you know, uh, take unplug your TV for a change. Uh, you may feel a little bit better, and uh, you know, you know, you never know. Uh, go outside, smell the flowers if you can. And uh, until then, until what show is this? The hundred nineteenth show, uh, something like I that. I think yeah. that. So look, uh, next next week we'll be back for the show number one hundred and twenty. And until then, take care of yourselves. I love you all, and thank you again for tuning into the show. Uh, and until next week, I'll take care of yourselves. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.